Welcome to This Little Light of Mine, the podcast where we explore what happens when you teach a child that they are not allowed to love. Here's your host, James Powell. Well, it's Christmas Eve, and we can finally see the finish line for 2020. What a strange year. Did any of our experts predict this one? And if you're listening to this, it means you made it through. And as we head into this break, I wanted to put together a quick episode to share some holiday survival tips for LGBTQ2S plus Christians, or quite frankly, for anyone who might not have all the happy, joyous feelings that we're supposed to have at this time of year. I'll be home for Christmas this year, and I want to acknowledge that's going to be hard for me. To be honest, that break between Christmas and New Year's, it's usually one of the loneliest and lowest times of the year for me. And I know that I'm not alone. And that for many people, especially queer people of faith, the holiday season can be really hard and really dark. That cheery exterior that we're expected to portray in pictures, at parties, or on social media, that's not the reality for many of us. And Christmas can be a reminder and a celebration of everything that the church said that we're not allowed to be. And it can activate many religious trauma syndrome triggers. So to help survive this holiday season, I want to propose seven holiday survival tips for LGBTQ2S plus Christians. And we'll include anyone else that doesn't necessarily love this time of year. Growing up, we would constantly be reminded that Jesus is the reason for the season. And when you actually look into it, the virgin birth, it wouldn't have even happened at this time of year. But that's for another podcast episode. Traditionally, Christmas is supposed to be a time of warmth, happiness, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, singing carols at a Christmas Eve service, and joyous family celebrations where you lovingly exchange gifts, spend time relaxing and connecting, and breaking bread with close family relatives. All of those warm, fuzzy images and picture-perfect endings that we see on the Hallmark Channel. And for some, for some that is the reality. And this is not to take anything away from that reality. But for others, for people like me, it's more of a fantasy. And it can be a painful reminder of what I'm told I wasn't allowed to be. For many, and especially queer Christians, Christmas can be a time full of supposed to's. We're supposed to prioritize and want to spend time with our family of origin. We're supposed to look excited with our friends and colleagues at work about spending time with family over the break. We're supposed to visit our family's church or take part in religious traditions. We're supposed to tone things down or not rock the boat while at holiday family celebrations so that more conservative or older family members or the children don't feel out of place. We're supposed to dress a certain way, be a certain way, smile like a quote-unquote normal person so that we can take the perfect picture as one big happy family. For some of us, we're told, we'd love you to come, but 
I need you to leave your partner at home. Or, you can come, but I need you to be straight. Or, come, but... I don't know how to put this, but you need to come as the gender that I want you to be. Because we don't want to upset your great-grandmother, because you know, this is probably going to be her last Christmas, and we need to do this for her. Or, you can come, you can be that fun gay uncle, but watch out. Watch out for the many unwritten and unspoken rules about what you're allowed to say. And then for others, for others we're told, we need you not to come. Because you being there and you showing up authentically would cause too much tension and too much challenge for other members of the family. And we need this to be a happy time. Or if you do show up, we're not going to acknowledge, affirm, or ask any questions about the other parts of your life because we don't agree with them. And that's not what this time is about. And when we don't follow that list of supposed to's, rules, regulations, and traditions, a couple of things can happen. One, you can be pressured by other family members who say, come on, do it for mom or do it for grandma or this is for the kids. Why would you want to ruin Christmas just to make a point? Don't be selfish. It's Christmas. It's a time for giving. And if you're not being pressured by others, maybe you're pressuring yourself. You beat yourself up. You go inside and you chastise yourself for making such a big deal. You hate yourself for not being able to be thankful or not appreciating everything that you do have because you need to be thankful for the family that you have. This is a time for being happy, but you're not. And you beat yourself up. So if any of this is resonating for you, I want to validate and affirm all of the many different feelings that might be going on inside of you over the next couple of weeks. All of your feelings are real. All of your feelings are allowed. And yes, many of these feelings can be quite painful. For most of my adult life, I would go along with all the supposed to's. I would follow most of the rules. And I'd go along with the act. I'd attend my family Christmas celebrations, and as I would drive home, I would sob uncontrollably in my car. I'd beat myself up, and I'd wonder, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I be loving? Why can't I just fit in like everyone else? Why did I always have to make such a big deal and act like I'm an outsider? And as I would let these thoughts spin and spin inside my head, I would affirm the well-worn narrative that I didn't belong, that there was something wrong with me, and that I felt this way because of my sexual brokenness. It was me causing this. But this year something shifted. And at 43, I'm thankfully starting to know that the thoughts that can spin around in my head, those don't define me. And those thoughts couldn't be further from the truth. Many of the fun, warm, and loving family holiday traditions, they're trauma triggers for me. And for many LGBTQ2S plus humans 
who grew up in religious homes. These family holiday traditions can be a reminder and a celebration of everything the church said that we are not allowed to be. For queer Christians, many churches continue to teach and reinforce that because of who God created us to be, that we're not allowed to love. And by extension, we're not ever allowed to have the type of family that we were born into. Because these churches, they teach, a marriage is between a man and a woman, and they have children. And we're not allowed that. So when I show up as the fun gay uncle, smile for the family pictures, exchange gifts with my nieces and nephews, and listen to the stories of their lives, I'm also experiencing deep loss, grief, and anger. Yeah, anger. Anger for the man-made rules, beliefs, and traditions that my family and that my church held over me as I was growing up. As I look and I watch the kids open these gifts, I realize I wanted that for my life too, but I don't have that and that hurts. So for those of us who might look upon the next two weeks without visions of sugar plums dancing in our heads, I want to offer seven holiday survival tips. Number one, your number one priority is your personal, physical, and emotional safety. Your number one job is taking care and loving yourself. Now I know that we're taught that taking care of yourself and loving yourself is selfish, but it's not. And it's not your job to manage the feelings of other members of your family. Number two, the holidays can be one of the biggest trigger times for religious trauma syndrome. And if you haven't heard of that, it's a thing. Know that any of the trauma responses that you may be experiencing, they are very real. And you know what? If somebody had told me this a year and a half ago, I would have said, you're crazy. There's no such thing. I would have fought with you. But what I've learned over the last year and a half, what I went through, it is trauma. Things did happen to me that shouldn't happen to other children. And these trauma triggers that you're feeling, know that they're happening to you because of what may have been done to you and not because of you. Not because you're broken and not because you're a bad person. These triggers are happening because of what happened to you. Number three, feel all of your feelings and try to be as gentle and as non-judgmental with each and every feeling. Now, I know this is a really hard one for me, but what I'm learning is that when you deny shame or try to suppress your natural feelings, you're continuing the cycle of abuse and you're wounding yourself. For years, I tried to put on that smiley face. I tried to tell myself, look at the positives, appreciate, have gratitude. But that wasn't my reality and I was lying to myself. I was gaslighting myself. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry while watching others open gifts on Christmas morning. Try not to judge those feelings. All of your feelings are valid. And know that your feelings don't define who you are. If you're experiencing anger, that doesn't mean you're an angry person. It just means you're experiencing anger. Not feeling full of gratitude and joy doesn't mean you're broken or a horrible person either. 
It means you're human and you're having a natural response to something that may have been abusive and or traumatic in your life. And you're even allowed to have feelings that you may define as negative towards family members or other members of your religious community. For some of us, these people were and continue to be our abusers, even if they say they love us and care deeply about us. Which leads me to number four. Listen to your body. Go inside. Ask yourself, what do you need to feel safe and loved? You know, your body knows. We were designed with an internal GPS to tell us. And many of the body sensations, thoughts, and feelings that you have are signs and signals designed to help protect you. Number five, you are allowed to define your own boundaries and limits. You don't have to follow any rules, traditions, or expectations that don't make you feel safe. You may have had to do this as you were a child, but we're older now and you're allowed to have a voice. You're allowed to make your own rules. So you can show up for an hour. You can show up for an entire day. You can go but not attend a church service. You don't have to spend the night if you don't want to. You can if you do. Heck, you don't even have to go at all if that isn't what you want to do and if that doesn't make you feel safe. Six, and this has taken me a long time to realize this, Know that you are not the problem, and who you are is not the problem either. It's hate, it's fear, and homophobia. That's the problem. And where I get tripped up on this is I don't like thinking that members of my family or members of my church are homophobic. I don't like thinking that members of my family or members of my church have parts that promote and teach hate. And for so long, I thought it was my job to protect or to pretend that this is different. I would take that on my shoulders. But that's not my job. And I'm not the problem. So remember, it's hate and fear and homophobia that's the problem. And number seven, take some time to ask yourself, what would make this holiday break special and fun for me? What would fill you with joy and surround you with the love and support you deserve? For the last several years, I've had a wonderful Christmas Day tradition with my best friend Brent. We'd sleep in, meet up at the gym for a good workout, head to a dinner reservation at a great restaurant we wanted to try, and then we'd go out to a movie. It was the perfect Christmas for me. And with my family, I got together on Christmas Eve. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed opening gifts with my nieces and nephews. I enjoyed spending time eating Chinese food, which was our tradition on Christmas Eve with the whole family. But Christmas Day? I didn't enjoy that. So I created something I did. And you're not wrong for doing that. Now I get how hard this time of the year can be. And I know how desperately hard so many of us want that perfect Hallmark Christmas fantasy to be our reality. It's not easy not being part of what is generally accepted. It's not easy not being part of what everyone else might be doing. But that doesn't make you wrong. 
No matter what your reality is this holiday season, I want you to know something with absolute certainty. You are loved unconditionally by God who made you exactly as you are. You, your heart, your mind, your body, your spirit, your gender expression, your sexuality, and the way you love are created perfectly in God's image. You are created on purpose and your purpose is to fully love yourself, connect deeply with others, and share your love with the rest of the world. So I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays, however you choose to celebrate it. I'm in your corner. I'm cheering you on. I'm sending you lots of love and encouragement. You are loved. Thanks for listening to This Little Light of Mine. To learn more about our guests today and for links from our show, visit www.thislittlelightofmine.ca. If you enjoyed this episode or feel that it could bring love and acceptance into someone else's life, please like, rate, review, and share so that we can build our community and bring more love into the world for all people. Thank you for sharing your time and listening to our stories today. And we would love to hear your story too. Visit the Get Involved section of thislittlelightofmine.ca to share your voice. We love being in community with you and look forward to sharing more with you next time. Now go and let your light shine bright because you are loved.